Hey everyone, for the first time ever on the It's a Vibe podcast, I am so excited to announce that we have our very first guest. I did an interview with Ben Lang, who is an amazing human being. As soon as you hear him speak, you'll understand why we are totally on the same page, which is why I wanted to share this conversation with all of you because I knew Ben would add a lot of value to the chat and that he did. Thanks so much everyone for listening. I'm so glad you're here and I'm really, really excited to finally have a guest on this show. One of many, hopefully. So I really hope you enjoy this interview as much as I did. So here it is. Enjoy. Okay, so everyone, this is Ben. Um, I met Ben a while ago, right when I started this page. Um, We kind of clicked right away. So just to introduce you, Ben is a, a father, a husband, a family man, um, but also a businessman. Uh, I think you started an SEO and then kind of evolved into creating your page and helping people with their businesses through strategies that you learned. But you're also a personal development junkie, which I love, um, mm-hmm. totally into mindset and self-awareness, which I think is super important. Yeah, and you can see all the books. <laughs> I'm going to say the next thing is Ben has his own book club, which is really exciting. Um, and you can tell Ben is somebody right away through Ben's page and even just our conversation, he's somebody that is creating such valuable content for his audience and really helping people make a difference in their life. Because um, with business, it's not just about business. It's like your whole being. You got to work on yourself if you want to help other people. And the way that you do your content, I like that you just posted this the other way, like document, don't just create. And I feel like you do that, like you show up and you're sharing insights that you're learning along the way. And you're not just learning them for yourself, you're learning them to kind of give value to the world. And that's something I really appreciate about you. So thanks for chatting with me. I'm so glad we can have this conversation. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad we finally made it happen as well. (laughs) I know, right? We've been talking about this forever. And it's one of those things I feel like it was 2022. Like this year feels different. So I'm excited that this is the year we got. And at the beginning, you know, a a good start to the Mm, year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) So I wanted to ask you in terms of like your path, because that's something that I find super interesting because I know like for me, my story is something that I find so powerful. And what I've learned through business is that what connects us, especially emotionally, is our story. So I wanted to know kind of just your path to getting to where you are right now. Was it something Mm -hmm. gradual that was kind of like small steps, you're kind of in this world, or was it kind of all of a sudden? How did you get to this point? Very good question. I had a massive conversation with someone till about half 12 last night. So I'm so glad that happened last night just before this call today because it refreshed me on that path of how I got to where I am today. And I'll just talk about what I was explaining that that phone call because that was exactly what I was explaining to and describing what made me so passionate about personal development, which I've been told from a lot of people that that's actually what makes me interesting to other people is my passion for reading and personal development and uh, like you're saying, giving back. So my background uh, goes way back. My my dad's very entrepreneurial. He's always called himself uh, unemployable. And we're, we're very alike, actually. A lot of people tell us that we're quite alike. And 
he's always been a mentor figure for me. So from the very beginning, from the get-go, I've had then going into my subconscious mind from very young age, an entrepreneurial, positive, uh, and awake dad. So I've been very lucky and I've had a really good start uh, with that. But on the other hand, I, um, I, I, have, um, I went into school with um, what was labeled as a learning difficulty, which is dyslexia. And that was a, on, on one hand, I had my dad, the mentor figure, and I was very lucky and uh, had a very sheltered life with my mum and dad, very supportive people. And I had my grand who I spent a lot of time with my grands and she was a, a good figure for me as well in terms of just to be a kind, loving person. But then school and my, my own personal experience, it wouldn't look like it was a bad experience to my mum or my, my dad or anyone around me, everyone probably thought I had quite a good upbringing. But for me, my own sort of um, self-confidence and value of myself, like being able to, like I, I, I forgot how to love myself and things through school. Um, so I, I used to kind of like beat myself up uh, on like um, different things. And uh, uh, basically dyslexia in school and society kind of made me feel like I wasn't good enough and, and small and, and stupid. That was a limiting belief I had labelled it as. Um, through other people, obviously, calling me that, uh, even indirectly, not directly all the time, but it, it signified that that was the, what was wrong with me. And I always thought that there was something wrong with me because I didn't learn the way everyone else did. Um, but I always go back to this uh, quote of... Albert Einstein's who says if you were to judge a fish out to, on its ability to climb a tree uh, it would go about the rest of its life thinking it was stupid and that was like one of the best quotes that got kind of like made me uh, allowed me to use as an example to how I've felt for the whole time through school and what's happening to other people in school are being put into that box and being told to learn a specific way when I've just learned that when I came out of school, when I got a couple of jobs which I got fired from or lost or didn't manage through the probation period, so like the, the, the process from going into primary school, high school, getting, going to college and getting jobs, I was fed up with studying, I was fed up with learning, I, I, my creativity was just kind of beat out of me and my self-esteem was way low. So I, that was kind of... I had the, on one hand that at school and that experience and, and going into jobs and not doing very well. And then I, on the other hand, I had my positive dad and mentor figure. So I had a bit of, I still had a bit of that from my dad where I, I was still a confident person on one side, but I had this like these little um, liabilities that were kind of came, came around with me and they were always kind of like clouds that were always there. Um, but I never really discussed it because I always had this sort of masculine upbringing as well. With, I have a bigger brother and my dad and all my friends were uh, guys. So it, there was only one girl in our uh, primary school in our, our age group. So it was very masculine energy that I was up, brought up with. And we didn't really talk about vulnerability and stuff like, like our weaknesses or feminine energy at all and how we we're struggling. We just got on with it. It was a manly thing to do. And um, that, that took a while for me to uh, start to 
actually address my real problems. And I didn't, like, I just put them to the side and eventually they come up. You can't suppress stuff for, for your whole life. So they eventually get you no matter what. So you've got to what address them. What you resist them. persists. That's it, yeah. What you resist persists. And, um, yeah, so that, like, I had these two sides of me, which was a very confident, uh, wise person. And then I had this uh, person who um, had... Um, self-esteem issues and uh, had some bad labels on myself that came from myself and others and then it wasn't until I uh, I asked my dad one day uh, what book should I read because he had uh, all these like kind of like what I've got now he has these book bookshelves and books everywhere uh, so he had basically his own home library and on his pc he would always listen to courses and things and I listened to the courses with them and um, we, we, I listened to investing stuff when I was 15 um, or, or younger like 10 <laughs> with my dad oh. and um, my dad and, uh, used to try and kind of force it on me and my brother and I always found it interesting um, and I seen a guy who was 35 and retired sitting by his poolside and I was like I want, I want that and yeah. I drew a picture yeah. of a, a castle uh, I grew up in a place called Octortool, which is a very small village, which uh, there was a, a large castle just outside from us. And um, when I was doing one of these exercises in this, um, in this course that I was doing with my dad at a very young age, at 12, I think, uh, I drew a picture of a castle, which was one of my goals. Uh, and that's, been, that's always been a, a, a vision and a goal. And I think it's because I used to actually play in the gardens of that castle and get chased by the gardeners. We weren't meant to be in there. And, and then I decided one day that I want, I want to own that castle just for the sake of the, like, the dream of being able to like, come from there and do that um, as, an inspiration, as an inspirational story. So like you're saying, going back to what you said about I learn and I do things not just for myself, but like I, I want to do it to inspire others to, and to teach others things. Um, so I came from like sort of like a lot of uh, hurt and uh, some negative background and, and even like rock bottom in terms of my self-confidence. But I also had a lot of like good positive figures in my life and uh, knowledge and wisdom. So I asked my dad one day, uh, I can't remember what motivated me to do it, but I just, I think I had a business mentor. I started my own business. I lost my job. I decided never to start a, get a job again. And I decided to start a web design business because I built a couple of websites for my dad and learned some skills that way. And that's actually, again, massively influenced by my dad, I think is why I ended up in entrepreneurship very early. And that was age probably 17. I was building websites and doing search engine optimization which is getting websites to the top of Google for my dad. And I ended up doing it for one of my dad's friends who was a roofer. And I got paid £300 for it. And that was quite a lot of money at that time for me because so, I didn't have any overheads or anything. So that sparked something. And just around at the time when I lost my job, I actually had a holiday booked to Los Angeles. I went ahead and did it anyway, but I was completely broke because I knew I wasn't coming back home to a job. And at that moment before I left for that holiday, I says, to myself and to my, my girlfriend at the time, Gemma, that I'm never going to work for someone ever again. And I haven't. Um, 
kind of like the same attitude as my dad, the unemployable attitude that I, I'm not meant to work for someone. I realised that. And um, that's what happened. I started a, a web design business and started doing that and getting rec recommended and referred and just building it as I went. Uh, and I asked my dad around that time because my business mentor through a government scheme, he was mentoring me for free through the government. And he was a really good mentor. I still speak to him 10 years later and uh, to tell him about my success from when he actually helped me. And uh, he's still kind of like ahead of me and helping me today. Um, so that's really inspiring to have him in my life and to have had that. It's, we're so, I'm so lucky. But um, he told me I need to read a book on marketing because I started a marketing business, but I had never read a book on marketing at that time. So it's quite ironic, quite funny. But I knew how to get leads through Google, but I didn't know how to, I didn't really understand marketing at that time. So that inspired me for some reason, things like that, that when I've got such a disadvantage or I'm so far behind, something in me like makes me really curious and go, goes, I want to master that. I don't just want to read a book on marketing. I'm going to read, I'm going to master the art of marketing altogether. So that kind of led me down that route of uh, getting back into reading books. Um, mm -hmm. And then I asked my dad, okay, I've read this book. What book should I read next? And he gave me Jim Rohn's CDs. Um, awesome. And my dad was into that. And the, it was a Take Charge of Your Life seminar. It was like a weekend seminar that he did. He literally, did, it felt like he did that seminar without any notes. And I was just amazed at his like, speaking ability, his teaching ability, and just how much I learned from him that first time. It was a breath of fresh air. And it was kind of like, at that time, my God. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I just used that book as like my life Bible, but pretty much. I was like, this is what I'm going to soak up and learn. And I've always had that thirst for when I have decided to learn something that I, I always get a pretty, pretty obsessed about things. And I think I listened to that audio CD in my car, which was like a lots of changeable CDs, five or six different CDs. I went through them all a thousand times, probably to date. And wow. uh, I like reprogram my whole brain uh, through doing that. And I still listen to it to this day, 12 years later, maybe. And um it's it changed everything that cd for me like um, take charge of your life i recommend it to anyone listening and that it was a sentence that jim Rohn said in that which was it really hit me because of that limiting and um damaging belief that i had of feeling stupid and it was uh, gather it all up because there's nothing worse than being stupid but you know what's worse than being stupid is being broken stupid but you know what's worse than being broken stupid is being sick broke ugly and stupid or something like that and the crowd were laughing it's quite harsh sort of comedian sort of he was being sort of comedic when he was doing it and being humorous but it kind of hurt me and probably hurt other people like maybe like it was maybe meant to that's his teaching style was it was kind of to hit you with like a ton of bricks or a slap across the face yeah. and i felt almost all of them at the time i was like i felt broke uh, i felt uh, kind of sick because my health probably wasn't that good back then if I think about it and uh, I felt stupid and I, I was like yeah I feel like that yeah I feel like that yeah I feel like that and uh, then I was just like you know what I'm going to take his advice and gather it all up e aka what he meant by gathering it all up was read books gather knowledge gather the knowledge 
And uh, my dad always said to me that knowledge is power. And something just changed, like my paradigm, I've had a paradigm shift at that time and it changed everything. Um, that sentence is like this, I remember it's the starting point of it all, mm-hmm. but it came from a lot of um, pain. So the pain was, is what dro- drove me the most at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's the case for most people, whether you're aware of it or not. Like even just like hearing your story from like start to beginning, it's and something that I've become obsessed with is like those mini realizations, those mini things that just like are are, are hitting you that it's the message that you need at that time or that little bit of knowledge that that once you know it or hear it or learn it, it just changes you, changes the yeah. way you think. One of my favorite quotes is uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson. He says, a mind once stretched by a new idea never returns to its original dimensions. And it's very similar to what you're saying. Like you read that book, you now have all of what that book says. You you know, you didn't know that before. And kind of going on that, and that's kind of what personal development is to me, is like being curious and interested in learning more. And I think people that end up in personal development like you said, and it, you're kind of a perfect example. It's like two ways, like it's already in your life. Like you have some sort of mentor or somebody that is kind of sharing that wisdom with you or kind of leaving clues or, or leaving yeah. little tracks where you can follow along. But yeah. still, it's still your journey. It's still things that you have to overcome. Yeah, and it's a choice. At that time, exactly. when, that book was always in arm's reach of my life. Mm-hmm. But I never reached for it. Or I never asked my dad for it. So there's got to be a desire or yep. pay, pain or desire that makes you actually do something. Um, like the, the, I was explaining the, the idea that, or a quote that don't cast perils among swine. Or another way of putting it is when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. And yep. that, I was a student that was ready at that time because I decided not to be a student after college and school. What it, it did to me. It made me decide I'm never learning again. I'm never learning again. Almost that was like what I got from coming out of school. So something changed in me to go. I need to learn so much more. And then I heard that quote about gathering it all up knowledge uh, that was painful to me, and the the pain was the the drive. Mm-hmm. Why do you think school can be such a big? pain point for most people because I felt the same way in the sense that I think public education or formal education you you know Jim Rohn big fan like formal education makes you a living self-education makes you a fortune why does formal education kind of ruin most people's relationship with learning like why do you think Mm. that's a big pain point it's similar to the Albert Einstein quote that you said like what is it about school that is kind of doing that to us that kind of maybe it's necessary for us to kind of wake up and, and, and realize things or why why hasn't it changed like what do you yeah. think about kind of learning in school yeah so i heard robert kiyosaki put it quite perfectly and um that was the school or ed- the education current education system is a um antiquated system that uh, is teaching you like people in, in a in a, a way that um, doesn't suit them. It's it's just it's all it's an old way um, that was important. It was important a long time ago. It's not it's not evolved through our how how 
like through people's learning disabilities or different ways of learning. And like I've heard people in dysle the dyslexic world call it instead of learning uh, disability is le learning um, differences. And that's what it is. Like people have uh, their brains are different and they're trying to they're taking this one way that, yeah. that works for maybe 60 percent and saying this is the this is this is school this is the um what would you call it fixed and static way to learn from these textbooks and memorization so dyslexia is uh, the reason dyslexic find school hard this is just from my perspective and and maybe other people with adhd is because the cerebellum which is a bit of the back of the brain which is linked to the subconscious mind um, the cerebellum part of the brain is the memory part of the brain and it's, da it's essentially damaged from birth so it's a real thing, dyslexia is a real thing so it is a, it is a disability in a sense but what it becomes is like for me now I see it as my superpower because because that bit of the brain's almost switched off it empowers all the other parts of the brain it's also when someone goes blind their hearing gets better or someone's hearing gets uh, damaged and they can see better or feel or touch better and um, it empowers other parts of the body to work better and more creatively so it, it, I looked at it as a negative thing but then I seen it as a as a, a creation of who I, who I am and my destiny so I, the reason I think school does that to mo a lot of people not everyone because I've seen a lot of people thrive through school go to uni get good jobs as I was like kind of coming out of school like <laughs> what what the hell did i do now like that was a terrible experience i went to college not really knowing what i want to do and everyone seemed to know their career path so i wouldn't say school is broken completely it just didn't work for someone like me and a few other people who got taken out to learn and support class and things like that so it's just not for for people like me it wasn't very good for your own self-confidence and being taken out of school like you're different from the this other 70 percent who don't need that probably even 90 percent they don't need that but you're getting taken out of the class you're 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 kind of labeled as stupid back back when i was at school it felt like i was labeled as stupid and needed extra support and uh, that just wasn't good for my upbringing and confidence building that going into my my, my mind for as i grew up um so i think it's just like that back to that einstein quote that um a fish is like a fish is good at swimming and a monkey is good at climbing trees and the fish should be in the sea and the monkey should be on trees that kind of thing and um exactly. a dyslexic person should be uh ceos like they, they they should be doing things that are involved with creativity art bits that don't remember it's not about memory and memorization and what school forces you to do like exams you're if you can memorize everything from that textbook and, and, and pass your, memorize it and then go, go to an exam and, and tick all the boxes, that means you're smart. But I've learned a different way of what it actually means to be smart. And it's being able to go into the real world and work with people and create things. And there's different ways that there's different definitions of what smart is. And school has this old way of describing what, what makes you smart and what makes you dumb. Exactly. I think exactly that. It's kind of, it's like a self-esteem, a confidence thing where you're, you're told that 
even in school, like you're not allowed to make mistakes. You know, that's not a good thing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Test, like that, that's not good. Whereas in real life, yeah. you have to make mistakes. Yeah. You have to yeah. Fail faster. And that's what leads you to success. All those successful people, in whatever way you define success, they have made so many mistakes and they've learned to bounce back. Whereas for me, like, I was my, my school experience was very positive. I, I really enjoyed school. I, I did well in school. But when I would make a mistake, it, it was the end of the world. It was bad. Mm, yeah. so now, on the outside, I'm, I'm terrified to make mistakes. Yeah, you're, you're scared to take risks. You're scared yeah. to fail. When really, yeah. that's the recipe to success. Yeah. Something that I... Something that school has really like shown me, and it's exactly what you said afterwards. Like as soon as you leave school, it's kind of like a wake up call. Like, hold on, yeah. what was that? And what, like now you're in the real world, and it's just completely different the way you learn and the way that yeah. you approach life. And one of uh, one of my mentors, I really like Eckhart Tolle, um, reading his book and just kind of consuming his content. He says the suffering kind of brings about awakening. So mm-hmm. like. School, I think, is a pain point for many people that once they leave school, it's kind of like, okay, now what? Like, how? What? Wh- what do I do next? Like, what did I really learn, and how was that kind of useful to like yeah. what I'm doing now in my life? And so, how do you? How? I I know books came up to you, and you know, you had your dad there, but how do you take that kind of pain and like actually create a desire to 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 do something? How did that pain point? bring a desire to, to actually get you to take action like for most people reading is something that they don't do so like how do you really like get to the point where you're picking up that book till you're finishing that book till like you're actually trying to make mm. a change like what is it that kind of motivates you that gives you that desire that's a great question um don't forget anyone's really actually asked me that question before but uh, essentially like you're to break down your question what you're asking me is um, how does someone become motivated to take action? Mm-hmm. And that's, it comes in different ways. Like, uh, go back to what I said before is desire comes from pain or pleasure. Tony Robbins describes it that way that desire comes to that desire, which makes people take action, comes from uh, running away from pain or going towards p- pleasure. And that's the two, that's like, psychology explained quite quite quickly um so again i found i leveraged the pain to make to to run away from pain i I don't know if that's advisable because it's much more positive to create now now i know a more positive way of doing things but here's two ways of doing things one way is if you were like me you had that experience at school leverage that um that disenchanting past and and uh, use it as your rocket fuel because there's a lot of like everything's energy and you agree with me on that i know that um everything's energy so whether it's bad or it's good it's all gonna ba- it's all balances itself out and through the what what's called alchemy you can create you can turn a negative into a positive you can transmute negative energy uh, or lead into gold so you can do that with your energy as well so whatever energy you're experiencing and if it's a lot of energy which with mines was uh, it was debility in energy or really powerful positive energy so i used it as a sort of rocket fuel there was this energy and i was like 
what what am I running away from? And it was the the feeling of being stupid or inadequate or not good enough. And I was like, someone gave me again. I did have to come across this tool, which is reading. My my tool was reading that someone presented to me to change that. It was if you don't want to be stupid, broke, uh, sick, and ugly anymore, then yeah. read read books. Basically, that was his message put simple. And if you don't want to be all of that, then do this. And I was like, okay, okay, Jim Ron, I'll do that. And then I just went boom, 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 boom. And there's there's my home library now. Wow. <laughs> I've read That's all awesome. of these. Um, and I've started reading all of these. And uh, audiobooks as well, like when I'm walking anywhere I go. So just I just took that advice and listened to this this audiobook over and over. And that has so many gems in that, like in terms of like a like I said, a Bible or a guidance for life, a mentor for life. And I can still go back to it today, even with reading all these books and practicing all the stuff and still learn something and still have something that I've not done on that book yet. And I've seen that book as a sort of checklist. So, yeah, it was like find something to run away from or to, to drive you to move away from that's too painful, that is, it's too painful to live with anymore and things have got to change. Mm-hmm. Use that as your drive to move you. Or if you don't have much pain, and you just feel sort of mon- like a, you're living a mediocre life and you're worried that time's just passing by, which I think is like where I got to once I figured all that out and I read loads of books, I lost the drive. It was weird. I lost this, um, this drive that I had originally. It was gone because I achieved what I wanted to achieve. I achieved uh, feeling smart and not, no longer feeling stupid. I, I overcame that limiting belief and I felt smart. And I learned a lot about myself that actually that was, all that was just limiting beliefs and wrong, what I thought about myself. So, and I started making money and I started learned, learning how to make money for myself as a self-employed business owner. Um, and then I met my, my girlfriend, who's my, now my wife. Um, I, I moved out with her. Uh, so I had like health, wealth. I, had, I didn't have wealth, but I had health. I had love. I had happiness. And uh, I had my confidence. And one thing I didn't have at that time was maybe my spirituality. I hadn't really uh, embraced into that. And um, that just got me so far and got me away from like a really negative past. Um, And then I was like, what next? So I kind of felt in that sort of middle zone where now I was kind of like complacent. And I had to, to, to drive me to the next level. What I did is I gave myself again, energy or tension, I call it tension. I gave myself tension by creating accountability structures. Um, there's this, um, is it, have I got the business card there? Mm. I've got a book club called uh, Sunrise Book Club. And I created that at the time I'd finished, uh, I'd finished um, sort of learning. <laughs> it almost felt like I'd, I'd slowed down my learning every morning. And the long story short is I, um, and I used things to drive me. I started doing more goal setting and setting goals for the future. And um, I learned things from my, my current business mentor and a spiritual life men- mentor. And he taught me some processes about like visioning and visualizing what you want. I've got like a vision board in front of me over here. And um, I, I practice things like from the secret, like uh, law of attraction. Yeah. And things like that so like getting really clear on your life's purpose is the, the opposite from this like negative energy 
this positive energy is what you want to move towards. It's what you desire. So you're using pain or uh, pleasure and things, and both of them are things you desire. Uh, and that's what makes you actually do something about it. Yeah. And honestly, even hearing from your experience and just like relating it to like other mentors and other like people that I've learned from and studied from, it's so interesting how like you don't need to know the whole how. Like, like you're talking yeah. about energy. It's like, you know, the famous quote, Tony Robbins, you know, where your focus goes, energy flows. It depends on what you're paying attention to. So for example, like you're, you're just going through and you have these pain points, you're kind of getting curious, you're kind of wondering. And then all of a sudden this book shows up, this audio book mm -hmm. shows up and changes your, your life. It's like, you couldn't have planned that. But if you were in a state where you were still focusing on the pain and feeling down and feeling stupid, you could have easily written yourself off and said, well, I'm not smart enough to read those kind of books or, uh, you know, I'd never finish that book. But yeah. the fact that, like, what you're paying attention to in your life and what you feel energetically, like, that book felt like the right thing. It felt like yeah. you were yeah. to turn a negative into a positive. Yeah. And then that book led you to the next thing and, and, and yeah. you know, the next opportunity. And then, you know, you met your wife, which... You know, you can't really plan or, or, or you know, like, no, control. Yeah. And these are just things that when you're in the right energy and the right state, then, like I said, law of attraction, those things start to find you. And so yeah. something that I really like that you talk about um, in terms of, like, energy um, and more, like, spirituality is, like, consciousness and self-awareness. Yeah. What is self-awareness, or I, I know you like to use the term super consciousness. What is that yeah. to you, and like, why is it so important in not just like business, but also like in life and personal development? Yeah. I, uh, just before I answer the question, I'm just reading yeah. a comment here that came in. Yeah. You ever wonder if dyslexia comes from how we are parented as a child? Yeah, that's Frank. Okay. Frank. And uh, the one below that? Um, so, like as a child of a single parent home and watching my little brother grow up, it has a different impact on males when they are absent that aspect of their nature. Yeah, uh, that was when you were talking about, um, like, your dyslexia growing up, and uh, I noticed that's when he commented that. Um, okay. And, and then you talking about just being, like, super masculine and never having, yeah, that, yeah. like, men don't talk about their feelings or, you know, they don't talk about things going on with them and, and um, when you were speaking about that. So I think that's okay. Where, I don't know if Frank is still here. But yeah, I, I, I assume that most males kind of agree with that. I hope that the narrative is kind of changing with that. And I think more people are being more open about yeah. discussing their feelings. I know yeah. like back then when we were younger, like it wasn't like mm. that at all. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, could you repeat the question? Because that, that distracted me that there was a comment up on my screen while you were asking me a question. Yeah, just like more, more so talking about like consciousness or super consciousness. Oh, or yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally believe in that. And that's something that I realize is so important that I don't think most people are aware of, even like aware of themselves. So what is that to you and why is it so important? Not just in business, yeah. but also life. Yeah. So super consciousness to me, one of my uh, mentoring students or clients that I've been coaching on this stuff is, is essentially like, what life coaches can do they, they can they can go into your unconscious mind and and show you what happened in your in your childhood and how it's affecting you today and how you're having going through patterns so um it's essentially having a, a an understanding of psychology and and then as beyond 
psychology, it, it also looks at like your your soul and your the spiritual dimension of the, of the world. So what I believe is there's a spiritual dimension and there's a physical uh, world which we're we're in. We're touching. I can touch my phone in and. Uh, my body's standing on a floor upstairs in a house and that's the physical dimension and the spiritual dimension is where where i'm kind of talking from like there's this memory that's that's not stored like a file in a filing cabinet it's it's coming from the universe yeah mm -hmm. and uh, like people talk about god that's something to just use god or uh, universal intelligence um all means the same thing to me yeah uh, and then inner, inner wisdom so like where does that come from it, it comes from god it comes from universal intelligence and it comes from the, like the subconscious mind can tap into that and uh, sometimes when we have complete genius moments where we don't actually know where it comes from and we get we get we get these insights or we have these visions of the future of our life mm -hmm. they they're just like it's like god speaking to us it's like um the universe speaking to us or nature speaking to us and telling us what we should do there's like this what my 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 spiritual uh coach taught me at a time i was experiencing um i was experiencing anxiety for the first time in my life at about age 24 and again i felt like a confident person at this point because i was going through all my own personal development but um i learned it was just by spending a lot of time alone and working hard I had not been going out outdoors a lot, but um, it was also because of it being mis uh, out of alignment. Again, not talking about talking through uh, and, and exploring self examination of myself and who I really am, uh, and not tapping into that full like you've got your dark, your shadow self or your dark, the dark side, and that's like sort of twenty percent of you. Which for men, most men, it could be like their feminine side that they don't really let out, they suppress. Um, so all this stuff is like uh, Carol Jung, who's a, a psychologist who talks a lot about the unconscious mind, and it's, it's really deep into what I learned about the unconscious mind and the ego, which the, ultimately the ego is just trying to protect us. Yep. Essentially, it's trying to protect us from death. It's, it's trying to keep us alive, yeah. And, and it tries to control the outcome almost through a, 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 a logical way. It's like, if you walk off a cliff, you'll die. If you go near a cliff, that's dangerous and you might die, so stay away from the cliff. So it's, it, it actually keeps you in your comfort zone. We talk about people in personal development talk a lot about comfort zones. And it is essentially the ego is just keeping us in our comfort zone as much as it can. And it has more power over anything um, until you start learning about this other dimension, which is your being able to tap into your life's purpose, your soul's life purpose. And uh, Bernie, going back to that story about when I was experiencing anxiety, it was it was because I was getting I was so anchored in sort of the physical world and about reading knowledge, and I, I was really becoming really wise and through reading and learning, and I was quite obsessed again. I get obsessed with things, yeah, in a in a, sometimes a very positive way and sometimes destructive, but um, it got it got too far basically, and I needed to kind of start trusting my intuition again i was bringing a notepad I, I still do it but because of like maybe my old beliefs about dyslexia and not having good memory i always brought a notepad with me and one day i brought a notepad and i was talking to her and she was teaching me stuff i was writing it all down and she was kind of like why are you 
writing that down. She was like, trust your intuition. And she, she was very much about intuition. And then she talked about this thing like, um, is it Oz, Wizard of Oz, the Yellow Brick Road? Yep, um, yep. So uh, she talked about the follow your Yellow Brick Road. And she uh, used that as an analogy of like your, your life's purpose. So being on that path means that you're aligned with your life's purpose. And um, when you get out of alignment, you're kind of going off of that and you're being distracted by things that are not uh, aligning with who you truly are. Um, and it's about getting back on that road, which is at the end of it, in a sense, you, where you're, where you, what you were born to do and getting back aligned with, uh, with that and clearing the noise, like clearing these limiting beliefs I had, peeling off the layers so that all that's left, I, I have a visual idea of what it all what we're actually doing is imagine your brain and that's your like yourself your true soul's life purpose and your yourself who you truly are mm -hmm. and then there's uh, I, I always see this visual aspect of it which is like moss growing on the on the self and and when you're doing this uh, unconscious work and looking at your limiting beliefs and all these different attachments onto your this identity you've created for yourself you start peeling off these layers and and the more you peel off like it's kind of like scraping moss off of like a roof of uh, which there's just a, a a nice beautiful roof roof underneath and i see it sort of on on the brain and people are just clearing that off and once all that's left is yourself after you've done enough of that and then um, that's when you start to shine and that's when like your true self comes through there's nothing holding you back anymore. So that's what super consciousness is to me. It's, it kind of looks like courage, but it's not. Courage is overcoming the ego. And it does take courage almost every day to overcome the ego because the ego is so scared and tries to stay in its comfort zone. And we have to put ourselves into the unknown to experience our true self or genius. And to, it's courageous to follow your purpose, what you know is your true life purpose because it goes against maybe what you've been what you've been indoctrinated into thinking who you who, who you might be um exactly. and there's a big difference it's like it's different from feelings like following your genius or your purpose is different from following your feelings the ego is locked in thoughts and feelings the genius is more like uh it comes from the heart and from yeah. again from um intuition which is a very different feeling from feelings and, and thoughts. Yeah, I really like that analogy that you use too in terms of like the moss. One analogy that really stuck with me, I like analogies, I think it helps people, you know, make sense of things is like if you're looking at a mirror and that mirror has a layer of dust on it and slowly you just start to wipe away the dust and, and then that yeah. kind of what you're looking in the mirror, which is your true yeah. self, eventually you get to that yeah, point. Yeah. Something that like I, always struggled with until i didn't was the idea of like how do you know like you're talking about life purpose and you know it, it's your intuition voice versus your ego voice i think most people throughout their whole lives are listening a lot to their ego voice and they think that their ego voice is them and mm -hmm. when you slowly start to develop some sort of self-awareness you can start hearing your intuition a little more and when you start paying attention to that, for me personally, just starting to be more aware, like more present in my day, more present in myself, more 
conscious in the type of thoughts that I'm paying attention to. So not giving so much power to the thoughts that are telling me that, you know, I'm not good enough or I'll never figure it out or I don't know what I'm doing or whatever. Mm. And starting to pay more attention to just like possibility and like the unknown. Mm. Let's see what happens. How do you, how do you, when you find your life purpose, like, how do you know? Like, how do you know that that's yeah. what you were meant to do? Like, how, how does that feel? Or yeah. How that kind of like come about? Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good question as well. Um, I think it's, the, the truth is, which I learned from Ryan Pinnock, who's, who's been my mentor on this stuff, um, he talked about how you, you never really know. Like, you, you, you'll never have real solid clarity because your purpose is kind of in an unknown, like I said earlier. It's always, um, like, magic happens in the unknown. And, and it's kind of, like, the, the best way to put it is being present being without those thoughts and feelings is you're now kind of in the unknown because you're now exploring your it's it's essentially exploration and it's like traveling without knowing where where the next destination is that's what it's that's what it feels like it's kind of like traveling with a rucksack uh or even without a rucksack it's probably yeah. even more like that with your own body and one, like one change of clothes and you're just walking into the world anywhere and and you're just hoping you'll get from like kind of hitchhiking from a to b safely and that's what it feels like when you're following your your life's purpose and it comes from again like like a prayer a god like god talking to you inner wisdom or the universe or nature speaking to you yeah, yeah. non-physical and it's like I don't really believe as as much about like signs on the road, but you get I get signs in my in my thoughts and my in my ideas. Yeah. I don't call them thoughts though because they get thoughts are from the ego. Ideas, insights, uh, um, intuitions. That's the kind of like where it comes from. It's very different from feeling because feelings like trapped in emotion, and the emotional brain is the ego. So. It's being able to, like, I, I've spent a lot of time, it takes a while to really get deep and understand the difference between emotions and feelings and thoughts and these insights in, from your vision, from your purpose. Okay. So you, you, you learn to differentiate the two and then that's how you know. And when, you, when, when bad stuff happens to you, like you break your arm, when you get in a car crash, when you, you maybe keep attracting the wrong partner, or you, you buy a house and the, the whole house falls apart, something like that. Um, it means that you've kind of been acting unconsciously, which is your ego. So it's when you, when you know that you're aligned with your purpose uh, and your, your life's purpose, it's when things flow, as you said, uh, when things just flow naturally, it, it, it just, it's just right. You know it is. Yeah. You don't know why fully, uh, but you you had this little idea or whisper and you went and did it and the things worked out quite well yeah exactly that, and that's that's, that, that's similar to like how i feel in my experience at first like when you're lost and confused and you don't know it's kind of like you're searching for like how do i know how do i figure it out and then you get this hunch or insight or some sort of like intuition some sort of like even like a synchronicity some sort of coincidence that makes you feel yeah like, 
okay, wait, like, yes, now I know yes. like, I'm on my right path. Like, I'm Synchronicity all, I'm all is, a, is a great word as well. That, yeah, that's, exactly. that really defines those. it when you get that. And to, just for people who might not understand what synchronicity is, because I didn't one, th one day m only a couple of years ago, synchronicity is like, for example, me and my friend talk about synchronicity a lot. Uh, I go to the gym, he goes to the gym at the same time. Um, I go for a walk, he goes for a walk at the same time. That's the kind of like idea what I mean when I talk about synchronicity is when like I want to meet him, but we're both busy in our life because we're both very aligned with our purpose, but we end up meeting while doing the thing we wanted to do anyway. So it's like go go for what you want and and least like uh, magic happens for you. So like you take it's when you take action though, like intuition's good, but intuition plus action leads to magic happening and, and get being gifted by um you, you get these little gifts along the road for your courage and for just going and doing it yeah totally i i agree with that as well like the, there's a quote knowledge is power which you mentioned earlier jim quick says that like knowledge is not power it's potential power it's only power when you use it and apply yeah. it. when you yeah. start to learn things and you just follow that like little guidance that little intuition that little voice telling you like go that way or like try yeah. that thing or read that book that's when the magic happens yeah i think it's interesting though like you said like you'll never fully know like you you won't know and that's an idea that i've been like thinking about recently in in the sense that like you'll never arrive like your whatever your purpose is or whatever it is like it's forever evolving like your life journey is the becoming like you don't just ever become and then that's it Similar to how you said, like, at first you didn't feel smart or, or confident or, or you kind of were doubting yourself. And then all of a sudden you started, you started the business, you started making money mm -hmm. and you started, you know, feeling confident and smart. And then you kind of hit like a, a, a plateau, like a lag where you're like, wait, no, I need to keep going. I, yeah. I think that happens like throughout your life. Like, you, yeah, you it know, does. Yeah. Yeah. You think, you know, and you, you get that. And then all of a sudden you start yeah. doing that for a while. And then it's like, yeah, yeah. And that's you get lost like again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You get distracted, you get lost, and you get yeah. complacent. And it's, yeah, you, the clarity is never there 100% of the time. Even for me, and I've learned all this stuff, even for my mentor who taught me all this stuff, yeah. I've seen, I've watched him get lost and uh, lose his confidence. And, but now I can see him bouncing back because he knows this, these tools that he's taught me, and I can bounce back very quickly now. So there is a way to tap into your genius on tap versus stumbling from wall to wall and getting by it through life and, and fluking some genius moments. Whereas mm -hmm. now I know how to be a genius most of the time rather than unconscious most of the time. Yeah. And Joe Dispenza, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about um, the subconscious mind. Yeah, and he, he says that I think 80, by the time someone's 30 or 35, yeah. they, their brain is basically cemented and they repeat the same daily actions and th thoughts, actions, attitudes. 80% uh, of their day is just the same thoughts, attitude, action re mm -hmm. on repeat every day, mm -hmm. every day. So there, there's like this 20% that's actually conscious. The rest of the 80% is completely unconscious doing the same thing. Yeah. So, but there is a way out of that, obviously. There's ways to get into the programming and change it.
and that's self-awareness right and like that's yeah. why it's so important to use your awareness to tap into those unconscious habits is like yeah. you, you mentioned carl Jung before one of my favorite quotes and one of like the posts that people love the most on my page that i posted is that um until you make the unconscious conscious it'll direct your life and you'll call it fate yeah you, that, so true, that's yeah is like oh too bad that's just how it is when yeah in reality when you tap into that awareness you realize that you get the choice you get yeah. to choose and you get to actually create instead of just consuming and thinking that's just the way it is when you consciously yeah. interject some sort of thought or intuition or yeah. well, I get thought which then leads to an intuition that's when you start feeling like positive momentum in your life and you yeah yeah start to deal with some of the things that maybe you were hiding and then just kind of switch it from negative to positive like low vibe yeah. to high vibe more energy yeah. and, and feel good and better about your life path yeah and it's really important to know the tools and and i learned that from my mentor and that's really helped me so that the knowledge is really important to start with because yeah. the knowledge starts yeah. the process of the the like changing and understanding how all these things are actually happening so action without some prior knowledge is like you can become just a busy fool making lots of mistakes yeah. whereas i've learned a way where i can be more strategic and have these tools that i carry with me as i go into the unknown and that's mm -hmm. been very helpful and allowing me to see that i'm being unconscious and neutralize my ego quickly and then do things from a more present zone and just all these tools i can kind of have in my rucksack i can use them all uh, so it's important to equip yourself with tools mm -hmm. as you go out in out into the unknown um because without them you just kind of get squashed by the world exactly um uh, so yeah i got squashed a bunch of times until i learned tools as i went exactly and that's necessary it's 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 the journey to success or to wherever you want to be so last yeah. question in terms mm -hmm. of just you know in in light of it being january and 2022 what's something that you think you would recommend to people like you said you got a bunch of tools in your rucksack what what's a tool that would help people be more conscious less ego-minded like monkey brain where you're kind of mm -hmm. down and like in your negative thoughts how do you pay more attention to you know the the good and and, and allow that kind of intuition and the super consciousness to kind of flow through you what's some yeah. what's a tool that somebody can use yeah so i've got three tools that i can think of and uh, I've heard one, Will Smith do a talk on this, actually. He talked about the secret to life is running and reading. And, uh, yeah, I read that too. Yeah, and what I think he means when he talks about running, he, he talks about like, is overcoming um, yourself, like fighting that ego and over getting yourself to continue running anyway yeah. when the, the monkey brain kicks in and says, Ben, your lungs are going to blow up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, go, you keep going anyway because it's not true. Because as David Goggins talks about, when you hit when you hit your limit, your limit, you've actually got another sixty percent to go, and he calls it the forty percent rule. So when you're like at your strength on the bench press, which I do quite a lot, mm -hmm. I know that I'm not hitting my limit. I've got much more to go. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jim Rohn talks about a similar thing that like how how tall will a tree grow? Mm -hmm. And do you know the answer? No limit. Yeah, yeah it's basically. Um, to the sun. A, a tree a tree will grow as tall as it possibly can and that was such a like interesting way of putting it because like then we've got the human condition which is we limit ourselves for some reason why don't we grow 
as tall as we possibly can or expand use the, all we possibly can of our brain 100 percent of our brain um and, and beyond that like don't limit what we think the brain can do because the brain can do so much more than we think or the body and the brain can do so much more especially if you tap into that spiritual aspect of ourselves mm -hmm. so uh, reading is to get the tools as i explained earlier mm -hmm. um the, the tools and resources just constantly uh, going back reflecting so here's the three tools running reading reflecting and reflecting from a present zone awesome. so like meditation yeah. um and these are things that i use that really i've really really benefited my life is running because i'm fighting my ego and I'm, I'm challenging myself every day and i'm getting present and it's meditative as well bruce lee used running as meditation and then reading it gives you the tools to combat the world and to learn before you just do and it, it gives you some of that in your rucksack as you go into the unknown and then the the reflection is just learn from your experiences and the mistakes and draw the the good from it and uh, and and before that make sure you do some uh, meditation which is meditation is essentially getting yourself present and getting present is essentially clearing your thoughts and emotions temporarily so there's nothing nothingness stillness um and you can hear the ocean rather than cars and like just being in nature and getting out and being like the running does that as well so these three tools are amazing for just people in general for your life i love that like you said like i admire runners like a runner's mind is tough like you overcome so much on your run you overcome yourself so much and yeah it's something that like it, like you said you're pushing to your limits which isn't actually your limit you could definitely keep going it's overcoming that thought of being like no i want to stop no keep going and that's kind of what life is like you know like keep going keep going like don't yeah. stop you have yeah exactly and then reading of course like books so much wisdom you don't even know what you don't know and until you read that yeah. book it, how did you know so yeah uh, and then obviously reflection I, I meditation is the one tool that I would recommend to everyone. I think everyone, yeah. I think it should be taught in schools. I think everyone should start to learn how to sit quietly and just, yeah. you know, just observe what comes up because then that allows you to kind of see um, your negative unconscious thoughts that are directing your life. And then you can consciously choose ones that are making you feel better and kind of guide yeah. you away. Yeah. Ben, that was so awesome. I, I, I love talking to you. I swear we could talk forever. I swear yeah. we're going to have to do this again probably at some point. It seems like people in the comments loved it too, which is awesome. Um, but before we go, is there anything that maybe if people want to learn more from you or kind of um, and, and kind of follow along with you, I highly recommend following Ben. Ben Lang too is your handle. Yeah. Is there something yeah, yeah. that you'd like to direct people to, to kind of learn more? Um, yeah, go to my Facebook group if you're on Facebook, uh, Ben's Business Book Club um it's a community of avid readers and learners uh, uh, there's about 1700 people wow. in there and um i also have a group called ben's business and mindset mentoring that's on facebook as well a group where i just give some free more in-depth live videos and not knowledge where i go deeper than i can go on instagram mm -hmm. um but yeah my stories i post like i literally document my life document don't create yeah, yeah. Uh, on on instagram so yeah just stay on instagram and, and check my story every day and i'm i'm always like reading running reflecting so when i'm reflecting i'm reflecting on video it's just to share the the, the, the wisdom that I, I learned in that day with the world
Yeah, cool. Okay, so I'll, this will become a podcast, so I'll make sure that I get your links, and that way I can share them with people. Um, okay, so yeah. But for now, follow Ben. Um, thank you, Ben, for chatting with me. I, I loved it. This was so long overdue. I knew the conversation was going to be amazing. You add so much value on your page, and I just knew this conversation thanks. was going to be the same. So thanks for chatting thank with you. me. All the best for 2022. Excited to see what you come same up with. Same to you, yeah. Yeah, let's stay in touch. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Take care. See you Cheers. later. Bye. <laughs> Cheers.